This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Bob Flynn, who is balls deep in limited cards. He's lots of limiteds, wins a lot, prides himself on his win percentage. And we talked about lots of stuff. So Rare updated their T's and C's. You know, we talked about the importance of trying to win, not just to participate. I hope you enjoy the episode. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Bob Flynn, aka Orange Fly, another boomer, another boomer's on. What's happening? How you doing, man? It's great to be here. No, it's brilliant, brilliant to have you. Brilliant to have another uh, New York American representative. Where were you when I was in New York? Where was I? I was like four and a half hours north. So oh, damn it. The, the states are a weird place, man. It's a lot bigger than you would think. I have to drive through two other states to go from New York to New York city. So it's just a mess. So yeah, like four and a half hours is the length of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And it's four and a half hours to get from where I am to New York city. And I have to go through Pennsylvania and New Jersey. If that means anything to 90% of listeners, then good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's just like America mumbo jumbo. Here's one for you just to come out of the gate hot with non so rare related stuff. Guns. (laughs) That's a big topic in America at the minute. Ah, yuck. Uh, it is not, it's been, it's scary, man. I turn on the TV and that's what's on. And I tell my wife, can we watch football? She's like, yeah, the NFL, the NFL is not on. Like, Wait a minute, hold on. I mean, soccer, sweetheart. And <laughs> it's always one of those. And I'm trying to get her to like Charlotte. And she's like, yeah, you know, I like the team, I guess. Like they have nice jerseys. And so I'm trying to get her to get me yeah, yeah, yeah. a jersey for Father's Day. So, you know, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, no, good luck with that. Um, yeah, right. Trip and B is a big Charlotte guy. Yes, he is. He and I chat from time to time, uh, especially with all the changes that have been going on there recently, which has been kind of crazy. So, but what? I mean, it's professional sports, right? Why are you a fan of Charlotte? I never really had a fan that I was locked on to, to be honest. So, you know, I live in New York. I, you know, I'm a baseball fan, but I was never a Red Bulls or NYCFC like, just wasn't a fan. And so mm. I like the new teams. I wanted to start fresh, basically. Like I'm not a bandwagon jumper, as we would say, you know, people that follow the best teams here in the States. So Charlotte was just cool. I wanted to see mm. what happened. I liked Ben Bender, as you could probably tell from the ridiculous amount that I bid on his one-off cards on both <laughs> limited and rare, which I was joking around with someone. I said, you know, like a quarter of that goes to like buying a Carlos Heel rare. Well, it's Ben Bender, though, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. You do have quite a few one ofs, do you? I'm having a look at your gallery now. I, I don't even know, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not really something that I've been focused on. I know that I've got a couple of two ofs and five ofs, mainly Kevin DeBron ah. Limited and Holland Limited, which, man, it was a different world back then when those came out. When I, when I was sorting out your gallery, it was accounting every single common as a a serial number one. So I was like, oh, wow, you've really got like a hundred of these things. But, that's um, a, yeah. You know, no, in terms of like bandwagon jumping and supporting teams, I never really had a team. I did grow up a United supporter, but I kind of felt a bit of imposter syndrome because when I get into fantasy and stuff like so rare, I was like, I'm cheering for everyone else and very mm-hmm. rarely Man United because they've been shite ever since Ferguson left. 
Sure. So I just stopped calling myself a United fan, but I kind of decided I kind of like AC Milan, but I'm 100% jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, well, there's no that, denying it. That's so rare though, right? Like, I mean, you've got yeah, yeah. Now and Taylor. I love Taylor. So like, he was the impetus behind me winning my first tournament in U23 over an international break. So like, love the guy. But, mm. you know, this is what Sober has done, right? It's completely opened my mind and my vision of different football teams. I'm not going to bed and I'm staying up and just waiting for the Sober data app to update, telling me that someone has scored or I've lost my clean sheet in jailing games. It's wild. And I mm. absolutely love it. Yeah. No, it is. I agree. Like, I mean, even just Napoli, I have a bit of an affinity for because, like, I have some cards and then. You know, it's, it's the guys that like you, you build a little bit of a stack around or you just have a few of them. It really makes you like, it doesn't, all you need is one player on the pitch and you'll watch any game. People watch any game, like if they're thinking of buying a guy or people watch a game even if they've no exposure. But I'm kind of sad enough that like I need something. So like if I have a guy I can be watching for, that's enough for me. So like Villarreal, I kind of like, you know, Leverkusen, I kind of like, um, Bruges, it's all sorts of teams. And I just think that's so rare, but um. Part of me would really like to just have a team that I could just go, do you know what it is? This is what we're doing. And go well, balls to the wall. And there are AC Milan supporters clubs over here. So maybe. Well, MLS is different too, right? I mean, it's there's not much going on in the summertime. Mm. And, you know, what's crazy about all of this is that I've been opened up to new leagues. I didn't even know what the Jupiler League was before I started mm. playing. Over here. But no, I know who Noah Lang is. And I know that he is not the best on Twitter, although he does a lot of crazy things and is very average, according to SO5. But it's just opened my eyes to a lot of these things. And MLS is a different type of game. And it's just, I don't even win that much in MLS, John, honestly. I feel like I'm mm. cheap in So Rare Mega and in America Limited because I have the best players. But it's so fun to watch. I mean, I feel like any game could be like four to three. And mm. us Americans, we like a lot of scores. Like we like a lot of points. It's yeah, like yeah. basketball, you know. It's like everyone's scoring every thirty seconds, and that's exciting for us. So it's really a different dynamic. And I mean, when you're talking about United, like I'm a Portuguese guy, so I really liked it when Mourinho came over from Porto after winning the, the Champions League to Chelsea. And so I was following guys like Ricardo Carvalho, Paulo Ferreira, and absolutely loving it. And they went on absolutely mm. wild runs and just. It's been fun, and I would like to get a Chelsea player on my team so I can actually watch the EPL because I don't watch the EPL anymore because I'm watching the Airy DVC. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I, th- I don't know what it is. I've really struggled to get into the Asian and MLS football. It happened last summer. It's happening this summer. And every season I tell myself, I'm going to get into it this year. This is the year that I get into it. This is the year I care. And you know what I think it is? I think I just grew up from the age of probably six or seven, 20 years now in the locker of playing FIFAs and like over the last maybe five, 10 to 15 of those playing FPL and over the last five to five of those maybe playing kind of DFS style stuff. And mm-hmm. I think over all that time, I'm just building that knowledge of like, you know, just kind of like, I know European football. Like if you tell me a team, I won't know every team. I won't know every player, particularly newly promoted teams and stuff. But like, if you pick out a random team, I can probably name you a few players. I probably know what foot they play with. I probably know if they're a fast guy, a slow guy, if they're a decent shooter or whatever it happens to be. And it's all based off like building up that FIFA repertoire or FIFA knowledge over 15 years. Um, 
and like new guys come on the scene and now I'm watching more football and that's maybe where I'm getting a lot more of it from. It's not just FIFA. It's real mm-hmm. life watching football, following games, uh, so rare stats, all that sort of shit. Um, and I just think I've got such a like, you don't realize like compared to the people who listen to this podcast, I'm probably bang average like genuine because we're all absolute mad people right but you see if you go out and talk to your like friends who think they're into football that's when you realize you know that's when you realize they don't know what a bubacar kamara is but because he's going to villa they're like oh we signed this kid from france and you're like (laughs) oh you don't know about bubacar or like stuff like that but my whole point here is that i don't have that depth of knowledge and it's almost like i'm scared to learn because there's so much to learn some people look at that like and they get like it's like a dog with a bone. They're like, oh my God, I can't wait to learn. But I look at it and I'm scared. I'm like, I know nothing about MLS players. I know nothing about Asian players other than the fact that I know a couple of the teams that might dominate are the best players. So for me, it's either the time, which I don't really want to put in, or it's splashing out five eighth to buy a really yeah. good team and just following those guys. And it's like, ugh, you know? And that's, and I'm glad you brought that up because like, it's one of those things where, and I've heard you say it before, it's time or money that you mm. need for this. I mean, I'm of the opinion that if you want to win this game, which that is my goal, my goal is to win this game. It is time and money, mm. what you actually need. Like you can throw money out there and just put a Byron stack out. You're going to hang up. That's fabulous. If you have the, the money to do so, but if you want to be competitive every week and get podiums all the time, you do have to put the time in. And for me, it's all about fun. Like, I'm no longer athletic. I don't play footy anymore. I don't play basketball. I don't play baseball. So fantasy sports kind of gives me that endorphin rush. Like, I like it. I like looking and seeing how I'm doing. And I'm praying that some guy is giving up a goal to lose his clean sheet that will pop me into a boat. And that's happened before. And it's a lot of fun and it's exciting. And the key to all of this is getting the misses to follow along with it, which is hit or miss. (laughs) Speaking of which, you mentioned, again, here we go, early segue. Yes, guys, you're (laughs) going to have to deal with this every single week. You mentioned you might try and come to the meetup. Yeah, that's, we are, listen, I mean, COVID has messed things up for travel. You know, I Mm. used to travel for work and engineering jobs, and that just hasn't happened over the last few years. So we are looking for a nice vacation. I have never been to London. I've never actually been to a professional football. And now, to your point a couple minutes ago, I can speak on most players if you ask me about a team. And I love it, just being knowledgeable. And we don't have people like that here in the States to talk with. I don't have mm. real life friends that know anything about soccer. Mm. You know, it's, it's all about NFL football and NBA basketball. And that stuff's great. But this, like watching the matches means something. You know, watching that Ukraine match yesterday against Scotland, just like you could see how enthusiastic and how happy Mm. they were watching. That was amazing job. Like you don't get that in other sporting events. Like it's Mm. quicker and hit kind of things, but like that thing means the world to that team. And it meant a lot for the world, I believe. It's just like, this is what football does. And I don't think us here in the States really understand that. If you don't spend the time really loving or passionate. I have a million things to come back at you with here, right? First off, I've got them kind of written down and yep. I'm going to go off on tangents. First one, I don't, you've probably <laughs> seen the tweet, but I don't know if people who just 
listen to this did when I was speaking of the whole like soccer football when I was <laughs> going over and I was in the queue with HG uh, from mm-hmm. so rare data and I got called up to customs in Dublin on our way over to America for that Orlando meetup <laughs> and the guy was like passport boarding pass and purpose of travel and I was like uh, yeah here you go uh, I'm going over to watch some football and he like stopped and kind of like looked at me like at three heads I said football and I said yep are you sure yep <laughs> Yep, he went, football season's over, son. And I went, oh, soccer. And he went, oh, thank God. I thought you were lying to me. (laughs) He was like, like, hand on the taser. You know, one of those ones, the the trigger finger was itching. He was ready to go. He was ready to take the big man down. So your accent makes it sound like you were flying into like Alabama or something, (laughs) not New York City, which completely different world. That's like being from like London, like middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different world. <laughs> but uh, that was the first thing, just a little story about soccer. The second thing is, like, when you mentioned those sp- the sports and the sporting events or whatever, I think a big thing yeah. that happens, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of baseball, a lot of, like, NFL, um, basketball games. Like, I don't know about the deeply enriched history of it all and whatever else and rivalries and passion. But, like, I think when you mention that Ukraine game, I think when you go to the international level, it's just different. And maybe the majority of U.S. sports is watched from a club perspective because they're very U.S.-based sports that no one else can compete with the U.S. Yep. So automatically, those clubs are essentially the world champions in many respects. But mm-hmm. maybe hockey's a bit different because you have the Canadians and whatever. But um, I think with like football, it really is like such a global game that there's so many teams from all over the world that actually can compete on an international stage. Mm-hmm. I think whenever you represent your country, I don't know, I don't know, would you, is it more pressure or does it mean more to someone to win the Champions League or the World Cup? It's always the World Cup. The yeah. World Cup is like such a big thing. And I think like that spine tingling, the thing is, right, I watch a World Cup game and I watch any team playing because I know every man on that pitch, it's the biggest game of his life. Absolutely. Yeah. And the next one's always bigger. The next one's always bigger. It's always the biggest game of their life. And I think like it adds like so much emotion to it. And I think when you actually follow the sport and know the narratives of all the players and what they have and haven't won and who said what and guys who get on with each other, people who play at club level together, you know, in like the African Cup of Nations, the Mane Salah against mm-hmm. each other in the final, this sort of story and stuff, it just adds so much to it. And I can't really compare to American sports based off what you're saying, like, yeah, I think getting over to watch a game, even if it's just a club game in London, would be really cool for you. American sports are different. I mean, yeah. you don't have that overall feel. It's it's a job here. Mm-hmm. And like, their main job is entertainment. Like, that's really all it is. And there is something different. I mean, I was asking, because it's International Week, was I saying, you know, are teams obligated to allow their players to go play random friendlies and screw up my SO5 teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Argentina's starting back up again, and Avalos is off for Paraguay and got called up for friendlies. I'm like, what good does that do? But then I think to myself, you're getting international caps. Like, it's prideful for your country. I mean, I would love it. Like, yeah. just to have that opportunity. Now, granted, the team is paying your bills, and, you know, paying your fees, but like, I don't even know what the rules are around those things. And the World Cup is just special, man. Like, I'm a Portugal fan. Like, my family was born and raised in Madeira. And when Portugal won the European Championships, I was in Queens, New York. And my brother jumped on my back, and I ran for blocks down the street 
screaming and yelling and going nuts. And no one had any idea. They're just yelling back, like, get out of here. Shut up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even care. Like, yeah, just yeah. whatever you want to say, whatever four-letter word you want, go for it. Like, it's just, it's different. And, yeah, you know, it was, it was a birthday for me, too. So best birthday present. But it was just a great feeling all around. And it just, mm. you don't get that when you're, NCA football team, like actually like NFL football, you know, American football wins a championship. It's great. It's a great feeling, but every year is different than every four years for the Euros, every four years for the World Cup. You know, it's kind of the franchise model versus like deeply rich cultural history, whatever in clubs and countries. Is it now? Again, I I I am really ignorant here, and any American listener, anyone who disagrees. You know, mm-hmm. I am I am definitely a chump. But what I felt when I went to Orlando was like, well, there were some really diehard fans there. It all felt very novel and very like, yeah, man, this is so much fun. You know, whereas when you yeah. go to a game and, and it was so much fun, like it really was a lot of fun. But maybe that was kind of different than the vibe that maybe when I went to like Elche and it was like a bunch of grumpy old men who've went there for 50 years. <laughs> who are there because they go there every week. They're sick yeah. of actually going, but they go every week and they celebrate when they score re- a lot, but they like curse at the players and are really pissed off when they leave, when they lose. It was like a different, it's like the, the emotions are like much higher when they score and much lower when they lose. And it was just mm-hmm. a different vibe altogether. But I find like American sports very fun, even like baseball, the baseball's getting thrown into the crowd. It was very, everything was very novel, franchisey, businessy. Yes. marketing-y, well, you know? You know it, it also depends on, like, which team you're going to see. Like, Soar is coming out with baseball. And if you go to Yankee Stadium or you go to Boston to Fenway or Chicago to Wrigley Field, like, these places have that nostalgia feel to it. Like, mm. that old-time, I am amazed that I'm here sort of feeling. And mm. I played baseball when I was younger, played in college, and I love it. It just, it's a different atmosphere, but you're right, like, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Nonso a couple weeks ago. Like it's, I want to go get my hot dogs and my nachos and I'm going to sit there and odds are I'm not going to watch much of the game. I'm just going to talk with the people around me. Just mm. like a social event. And I can tell you when I was in Chicago, we would go with some pretty wealthy friends and we would sit close to the first row and stuff like that. And all you would see is like 70 year old guys with 22 year old, beautiful blonde model looking girls trying to show them off. And it was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a different world. Like, do I need money? Like, am I old yet? So, like, can I get, can I pick that girl up? And the answer is always no. Like, I, I'm like a five foot eight, like stubby little guy. Like, there's no chance. It's like, oh, this is interesting. It's like you said, it's different. And I want that passion in that feel. And that's why when, when and if I'm able to coordinate the trip out there to London, I want to go see a match. Like, I've never been mm-hmm. to one. I want that real feel. I'm not going to say this is happening. I mean, I literally had a, f- fleeting conversation earlier and again i really can't wait to be like this is what's happening go here buy a ticket that's hopefully going to happen in the next episode or two but for the minute i was talking to like i tried to spread the word across europe to the different communities apparently there's a bunch of germans ready to come over a few french people might make the trip a couple of spanish might make the trip and they said the italian guys remind me to do that um but there's a chance if Fulham are at home, there's a chance of a slither of hope, maybe that we could get like some sort of tickets there as a group because mm-hmm. uh, someone has a connection. So there's stuff like, I think a lot of it depends on the fixtures and even who's at home. Cause there's a lot of London clubs, but we need one of them to be at home really. And I was yeah. thinking like, depending on times of kickoff, depending on how many weigh in, cause at the minute it is looking like 
if all goes to plan, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just want people to save the date. If all goes to plan, I'm starting to think it's less likely it'll be 50 and more likely it'll be 75 or 100, like a lot of lads and yeah. maybe a lady or two. But um, <laughs> very, very exciting. I'm thinking maybe like on the Saturday, some sort of five-a-side thing could happen, maybe. Or I don't know, maybe we just people want to go back to the pub or maybe people want to go to a game. But a lot to be organized. 5th of August, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Um, hopefully you make it, Bob. Because there are a couple flying over from the States, but... Yep. We went in a bit of a ramble about the cultural significance and football and blah, blah, blah. But what I want to talk to you about is there's a few things, but we'll start off with you. Um, you mentioned this already and I skimmed over it quicker than I planned to. You mentioned you play to win. Um, and just in terms of the strategy around that, how you've got to the gallery size you have, tell us about it. Because I mean, people, the big thing that jumps out to me in regards to play to win is I, I like to look at it that way as well. Um, maybe I don't always stick to my word when I'm building teams, but you know, picking a team with five guys who are likely to shoot 55 and shoot 325 points or whatever, mm-hmm. like, or that's bad mass, 275 points. I mean, that that's useless. I mean, that really is like, okay, you know, one of them pops off and then all of a sudden you're in tier three zone. Yep. You'd much rather all, like I always said, all duck or no dinner. I want it all. I don't want tier three. I want nothing or I want it all. And picking teams with that in mind is, is kind of something that you do, is it? Oh yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And this is, there's a lot that goes in and your guest last week, Alex, like he and I had a conversation months ago where he was just plugging in the best players every single week. And like, we talked a lot about depth and it's not just depth to play guys. It's depth to have quality guys around it. So you can pick the matchups you want, you know, Hmm. you know, limited is different where those things are, you can actually get them, but you can get those cards and you can very easily, find the right matchups, but you still need a little luck that comes through it. But it takes time to figure out what is good and how to actually do it. Because, I mean, overall, the the depth and range of my gallery has changed. You know, it's I wanted to focus on T1s, no lower than T1s throughout my entire gallery, really focus on star guys. Because as it turns out, limited is a whole different world than rares, and it's a whole different mindset. And I don't think... People really understand that, you know, yeah, it's great. You know, I understand that it's more expensive, but you don't understand the mindset shift that you need as well. Because, you know, when random limited guy gets a DMP, you're disappointed. You're like, mm. okay, that stinks. But then when random rare guy or random super rare guy gets a DMP, you're like, I spent 5X more. I spent 15X more on this guy and it's DMP wasted week. Mm. That, if you are operating not on a massive budget, which very few of us are, can sting a bit more. And you have to be able to handle those misses because they happen all the time. We know that. Mm. It's just the price of DMPs. And I don't think anybody actually thinks about what it actually means when you actually move up because the disappointments are a lot more when you put more money into things. You want immediate return. Mm. I mean, I sold most of my gallery to get a Carlos Heel rare. And luckily he returned a T1 in my first week. And I was like, okay, this is good. If he didn't, yeah. I might have been a little upset. But I know it's a long-term play. And like along those things, like the way that I created my gallery though was really with limited shot. It was getting in early, getting the best players and winning T1s and T0s and podiums and selling and selling and selling. And I, mm. I constantly moved guys. Through. And a big thing was the reason I sold was I could always improve on the guy that I wanted. You know, I could go from a Boom Kabak, I can go from a Kamara to Mikado, 
And like, mm. that was like, the goal. And I always have a plan with what I'm doing. I don't just sell stuff just to have ETH in the bank. To me, that's pointless. I need my money working for me, kind of like an investment. And I always look for what guy I want to upgrade with. And so like now in the summertime, I play in rare and I sold, if you look at my gallery, I basically sold all of my challenger 23 guys because mm. I'm not willing to play the lottery of the cook miners. And I play in so many them. of those lotteries right now. Yeah, I'm well, on that's, edge. That's the thing. But limited <laughs> also gives me the freedom because limited, I know I can buy those guys back next year when, IX brings in five new under 23 guys that are absolutely dominating. I'll just buy those guys back and I'll just compete in U23 again. But uh, I wanted to use that money that I could generate because ETH was dropping, which means that ETH prices were rising and put it back into actual big players that would help me win over the summertime, both super, super rare and uh, rare pro. So it's a different approach. And it's because I want to win, John, these changes aren't cheap. Like I can't get anything below 0.75 these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when you get to that point, you there's not much else you can do or, or places you can go. I'm buying T1 super rares are hard to get. And I think you know that. Like it's very yeah. difficult. I've heard you've been trying to get a Parejo super rare forever. Like it's just it's miserable mm. trying to get one. And you're like, am I willing to pay four ETH for it? I don't know. Like if I get drunk, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, like what is it worth it? And it's really interesting. Uh, when buying the Carlos Hill, I think I paid like 2.5 ETH for it. Like that's insane. You know, I could buy mm-hmm. a Rolex watch for that, but I didn't. I bought Carlos Hill, a digital asset. And I said to myself, you know, what's, so let's think about if I sell them, like what's the worst case scenario that I sell them at? Like one ETH, like 1.2 mm-hmm. ETH. So my question was, can I make 1.2, 1.3 ETH and winnings with him over the course of the year? Mm. And after the first week, I've already got 0.3 of it back. So it's like, yeah, you know, I, I want to win. This is a way to do it. And that was the math that I was doing in my head when it came down to it. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to win. And mm. winning brings me the ROI that I want. I know that I can sell these guys because they are T0, T1 type guys. Someone mm. always wants them. You see, people must be so sick of listening to me. You listen to the podcast every week. I go flipping and flopping and back and forth. Like it just makes so much sense with, I mean, again, this sounds a bit dick on the table, but everyone can go and see it. My gallery is worth 91 ETH at the minute, apparently, right? With a 91 ETH gallery, I should be rocking a Bayern stack, an Ajax stack, a Real Madrid stack probably as well, because why not? And then doing that across rares and limiteds, and then maybe buy a wee D2 team as well. And maybe mm-hmm. a few all-star pro teams, you know, or like a D3 teams or what are they called? The pro teams. Like, <laughs> but all I do is buy bloody Turkeys and Dokus and bloody Melvin Bard super rares and Persher mm-hmm. super rares and act like a degenerate when really you don't win without quality. And I keep buying guys, even like Sandro Tonali. Mm-hmm. Like I picked up a Sandro Tonali just because I kind of wanted to get into the Milan thing and, you know, yeah. I have my wee Raphael Leao, and I thought, like, Tenali scored well, and he's, whatever, under 23, and babbity babbity ba. And, I mean, he's put up a few nice scores recently, but, I mean, mm-hmm. most weeks he's going to shoot me 55 to 60, yeah. and that's not a winning score. Now, at under 23, super rare, that can get you on your way. Like, that's not going to kill a lineup, yeah. but it's not really going to help you at under 23 rare pro. 
It's, right. so it's, like, Jeff, what's your goal with Tenali? Like, and this is what I ask a lot of people because a lot of people have started asking me like what to do with my girl. And I say, what is your goal? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to trade? Do you want to win? Do you want to play the long game and hope this U23 turns into killing a mob? Like, what is your actual goal? Because for me, when you make a purchase, you need a plan. Like, you need to know what you're doing with this card. I think I, a lot of what I do has entertainment and fun in mind and what I want to do, not what I should do. You're an entertaining guy. Like, you're an entertaining guy. Like, I love, I, they listen, I listen to this stuff and I, I snort laugh as I'm walking my dog and she looks at me thinking I'm insane. Like, and you're sitting there thinking, this guy's crazy. Why is he I, doing I that? Myself, huh, would I do that? No, but it's hilarious to listen to because it's not <laughs> but that, that was. Speaking it's of something that was movie. hilarious at the time, the Rodrigo Super Rare. It was a funny yeah. thing when I did it. The Andrews yeah. had a bit of fun, or was it Sean? And Sean, uh, PSU fans had some fun. This is something the podcast listeners might not have heard. YouTube people and Twitter people have. I sold that 2.2 ETH Rodrigo that I bought in a moment of madness that I shouldn't have for six ETH. <laughs> some crazy <laughs> bastard came in after Real Madrid won the um, won yeah. the Champions League, and he wanted it. So he paid me six, six ETH for it. And it's put me in this position now where I'm panicking because I've never had an ETH balance that high. It's actually nine all in. And like, I've nine ETH. And I'm like, I've never had this much ETH in my life. And I'm sitting sh- refreshing ETH's price every two minutes, like shitting myself. And I'm like, I need to get this back into cards. At least I understand them. Yeah, <laughs> I swear. Like, if I make it over there, when I make it over there for the get together, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see this big Rolex, like, blinging out on your wrist like this is what Rodrigo bought <laughs> this this is my plan I am better than you this is the proof <laughs> I have a bigger penis than you because of my Rolex <laughs> 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 but on a, the, the question that comes then is like when I have that much ETH in the balance and I'm happy to spend it you know it's one of those where I really should be going for top, top quality, but it's so hard because everything in me just wants to buy the guys that I think are good value and buy the guy that'll be good next season or the guy that I can sell for more or, oh, but if he gets the move, like I'm even sitting there just before we were on this, I was looking up like Ignace Brempt, Ignace Brempt or whatever, the Mm -hmm. sort of right wing back or whatever from Salzburg, your man Christensen will be gone. This could be Salzburg's under 23 right back next season. And his rare is trading with the price, ETH at the price it is now, lowest price on market, 0.24246. You get him for 0.22 or something, right? Whatever about that value versus other cars. But I'm looking at that and I'm like, are there super rares in the market? Because I think that's a good move. And then I'll go and buy him and he'll bench for him for six months. And then I'll have bought seven of that type of player, albeit mm-hmm. one or two might bang, when really I probably should have just went and bought a super rare Vlahovic. He's probably even a worse buy because he's a low score, but you know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is like a premium guy, one premium guy. Yeah. Uh, it's what oh, I'm glad you brought up because like I, I come to the same questions and like I cannot keep an ETH balance. Like I think the most I got up to was like four. And I was like, huh, what can I spend this on? And I was like, literally, I just keep like, going to like manager sales, super rare, sort by highest price, scroll down to about 11 ETH, and I start looking around. And that's whenever, instead of buying the guy I should go after, I'm buying the guy that's available because I kind of like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and like I, I talk to a lot of people, and I'm just like, who should I buy next? Like, you know, I had this, I needed Sebastian Juicy to not score 40 last week, and I would have had a T zero in all-star mm. rare pro and he scored a 40 and i was like well i'm pissed off now even though he averaged like 75 like 
he doesn't, but he's good. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I should just spend 1.6 ETH on a Cassini or, you know, 1.3 ETH on a Hulk. And I'm just like, oh, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like, yeah. I know what to do. And I know that I've had Hulk in the past and I made some really bad trades because it's what we all do. The trick is don't get hung up on it and don't make that emotional reaction because good players, John, like they matter. And I know you don't really care much about the winning percentages, but I'm a prideful person. I care about my winning percentage, John. So, we're so you I'm don't put in the Ponty team? Oh, man, no. I mean, I'm sitting around 34%. I'm really proud of myself. That that's well, really that's that's really high. Like I think like I'd love to reset mine and actually care. I think mine's yeah. like has been so far gone for so long that I just don't care. Yep. Um yep. and well, I always you know, put in the guy, the team with like four guys playing on a DMP because what if they all hit a hundred? Do you know? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, like that makes sense. Like this, I've won. Like my only win in D2 lately was a four-guy team with a DMP. And I think I came in like fifth. And I was like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> like and it's been a lot of those kind of things. I went through a streak of like eight weeks with top tens, like mm. every single weekend. I was like, this is that's outrageous. Do I have any ETH to show for it? No, but, but I just got them because I sold the guys. I bought new guys. And, like, and that's how my team just continued to evolve and get better and better and better. Because quite honestly, you know, between my America's limited team, which wins a lot. I mean, it's honestly not fair if you have Enzo Fernandez, Hulk, and Carlos Hill every mm. single week. Like, I mean, that's how I went so rare, Megan, by the way. I know that was asked a lot. I used those three guys. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, those things start building up, man. And I think five T-Zeros with that just combo. And, like, yeah. I play them every week. And it's Yeah, it's not rocket science. Just buy the yeah. best guys, play the best guys, win the best guys. Yeah. But, like, I think... But something that I've noticed is like I, I run kind of through purple patches I find with rewards. It sounds like you went through a nice spell. Maybe other people experience it. It kind of makes sense for football because like if a few of your players hit form at the same time mm-hmm. and they're on a nice run and they've done it at the same time because form is everything yeah. in football. Like yeah. all of a sudden you've got like three, four guys coming up into this nice wee wave of form and you're just playing them. They can yeah. go on a wee streak of three, four weeks where they're all kind of getting in the goals and then they fade away and you're you're back into a drought. But just to give one more example of me tr- nearly DJing out, and when I say nearly, this could still happen. Like <laughs> I obviously have the Tenali super rare and the Leao super rare, right? Yeah. Which are both under 23. Hopefully Leao stays, Tenali will stay. Sven Botman, massively rumored to go there, like massively mm-hmm. linked to Milan. It's, everyone talks about it like it's a done deal. Apparently Newcastle in the race. He's yeah. under 23 for another two seasons. Coming in there at centre back, maybe Kalulu pushes out to right back, him and Tamori, something like that. I don't think they buy him not to play him. But then it's hard whenever their centre back partnership did so well last season. But anyway, I mean, his super rare, you're coming in around two and a half ETH at the minute. And if you were to get a bit of negotiating going on there, you could be picking that up for two ETH. And that's the type of move that I will be, I would make and probably will make. And then all of a sudden, I'm sat there. And he's over in Milan and benching in and out for six months before he nails down a roll. And I've just yeah. tied up two months for six months, eight months without being able to use it. And that's the moves I classically make. And I'm trying my hardest not to this time. How do you stomach things? Because I can't. Like when a guy mm-hmm. is out of form, like I'm frustrated. Like I won't even put them anywhere near my team. And I'm looking to move on because for me, the smart thing is, you know, Teo Hernandez goes into a funk. You know, mm. He's going to hit 100 at some point. Like, wait for him to hit 100. If you're really pissed with him, sell him then. 
but you don't because it's Taylor Hernandez and he's got international fixtures and all that stuff. Mm. You can always rationalize in your head why you shouldn't do something. We also rationalize why we should spend 2.5 ETH on Carlos Hill, and none of it makes actual sense. Mm. But when you do these things, you're just like, okay, can I sit on this? Like, can I make, is it better to have this money working for me? And I know that, you know, the, uh, the Andrews like talk about like making your cards work for you and you want to continue to compound on all of this stuff. And like, that has always been my goal. And I think that it's one of the reasons that my winning percentage is high because I spend way too much time figuring out who I'm going to put, mm. where I'm going to put them, how I'm going to make this work, like how I'm going to set up my teams, you know, and a big part of that, especially over the summer. And we're in the summer now. And I know you were talking with Quinny the other day about what do you do for the summer? And my whole thing is if you want to be good in the summer and you want to be good in all-star, like Asian defenders are some of the best players in the game. And, you know, Rob Marshall came on here. He was talking about it. You know, they just, it's a different play style interceptions, mm. how they get involved in the game. Their AA is through the roof. You find a solid T2, T1, Asian defender, throw him in your lineup and you're in a really good spot. Look what, look what Chani did. Like, yeah, yeah. like there are examples that are out there. And I don't think, I think people need to spend more time really looking at how to win if winning is important to them. That's a really big if job because a large percentage of this population is not overly concerned about winning. They want to trade. They want to have mm. fun because it's a fun game. It's meant to be fun. You know, obviously we want to make money, we want to win, and we will take whatever we can get on top of that. But the trading aspect is awesome. I just suck at it. Like I mm. chose to focus on SO5 and not focus on other things. And for me, that's worked. I think like the thing with um the thing with I was looking at Chani's gallery. The thing is um about like the do you want to win or me? I always kind of my out is I always go, oh, I kind of do it because I'm streaming. I want to have fun. I want to pick guys. You know, I want to have my five Danny Prejos who I can never utilize because I find it fun <laughs> and shit like that. But equally, is there anything more fun and so rare than reward openings of star rares or tier one super rares or star limiteds? Is there anything more fun, even from a content standpoint? What do people want to watch? Do they want to watch you make a dick of yourself and buy the guys who you kind of look and maybe long-term come good? Like, don't get me wrong. I speak about this every week on the podcast and you're sick of it. Do you know what I'm like? I'm like your uncle who's like 57. He hasn't quite got dementia yet, but he's definitely on the edge and he's starting to repeat stories a little bit too much. That's where mm-hmm. I am with this, but at least I realize it. Self-awareness. Yeah. But here we go again. Nico Williams, Kulisevsky, Fabian de Kaiser, January this year. I'm hoping for a few more instances like that this summer because that, the buzz I get from that, when the guy you've bought, even Rafael Leao, like that was so satisfying. When I picked him up last September for like 0.7 ETH, mm-hmm. like the fact that he came good was MVP, best player in the league of the season, won the league, all the rest, linked everywhere, 80 million moves, outrageous. The satisfaction that that gives me equals winning a star rare, I think, long-term. Because I'll, I'll boast about that forever and talk about that forever. So if I yeah. can pick up like five, six, seven, ten guys like that for nine ETH mm-hmm. rather than pick up one superstar and win more, it's, it's this really hard one where it's like, but I kind of want to speculate and be right about the player. And it's a really hard one. Of course. You know? well, I mean, that makes That's sense. kind of fun. 
Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there, it's, there's different ways to have fun. And obviously winning is fun. It doesn't really matter who you are. Like, honestly, you got me into this. I found a video. I, I came from Top Shot. And I found a video of you like, for beginners. And then I found one of Quinn for beginners. And that really got me hooked. And then you won. You, you podiumed. And you hit like a Manuel Neuer. And I can't believe I remember all this, but like your excitement, you're like, ah, oh, it's okay. He's a goalkeeper. I wanted, I wanted Mbappe. And I was like, like no one wins the Mbappe lot. Just so everyone knows, unless yeah. you're Hendrick, like unless you're Hendrick, like it just, it doesn't happen. I've had four chances at it, which means that I've had four first or second places in like U23, All-Star, you know, Champ Europe. And it, it doesn't happen. Like, so, so all of you that have won it, like round of applause yeah. for you, because it's just not but it's yeah. fun to think and it's fun to hope and opening that star, having no idea who you're going to get is exciting. It's exhilarating. It doesn't matter how long you've been on the platform. It is super, super fun. Mm. Do you know what I was thinking this week? We're going to get on to it. Oh, no, I won't. <clears throat> I was going to bring something up, bring it up when the question comes up. I'm going to move us on to something um, because it just kind of needs covered. And I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping you can say something about it. Cause I really skimmed over it. <laughs> they updated their T's and C's. Did you look at all into this? I'll, I'll go on a wee spiel for a second and then maybe yeah. you can say, I didn't really read it, John, or John, here's my take. But like, they've updated their T's and C's. Now, I've said a lot of times in podcasts over the last sort of few months about how like, it's not necessarily what happened that's wrong. It's their T's and C's that are wrong mm-hmm. is the way I felt about a lot of stuff that's happened. So I'm over the moon. They've, they've sewn them up a bit. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's ambiguous and it's as clear as mud and da 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 And then yeah. there was questions about, like, will Blackpool be allowed, will Blackpool not? I haven't seen any conclusive answers. I'm sure Discord came to an answer, but to be honest with you, I haven't been chilling out there. Um, yeah. Have you got anything from these T's and C's? I'm going to go I and mean, have a quick read. Uh, the long and short of it, from what I tell is, you can still loan people, but yeah. don't abuse the system. So don't continuously be loaning out guys for free, essentially. So like if I want to loan for a fill-in, you know, I have guys on my bench that are super rares that I may never use. Like I'm going to send them over because like, quite honestly, I don't care that the XP is getting hit, you know, like all of your super rares that you're waiting to form for six months. Like if you're okay, sending them over to someone, you know, send them over and just make the trade look relatively fair. So you're not basically skewing the market or truly taking advantage. Now, I think that what they did a few months back by forcing the logins and marking from where you're logging in mm. was a key step which would allow these T's and C's to have some sort of impact. Because if you're logging into multiple accounts from the same device, mm. that's going to raise some flags that are in there. So, you know, that's different. So like, are you going to set up four different computers to multi accounts? from your same IP address, which all can be pinged back as well. You know, odds are your dog's thumbs are not typing in the right password, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I think that that was their main step. I don't know how much further they're going to go than that and just use that data. So overall, you know, I like to loan to friends. Like it's, I would rather someone else have a chance to win. I mean, honestly, like I loaned to a buddy that came in second in All-Star Limited at one point. You want a Neymar. And I was over the moon, like over the moon that he won mm. that. Like, it's like so happy for him. And like, honestly, I count that as one of my podiums. Like it's part of your team. Like just, it's really cool. And that's what this community is. And I think that mm. one of the things that we don't get enough and people that aren't sure about it just haven't really got invested into the community. 
Like I was very fortunate to get hooked up with a lot of people. And I mean, when I started, I used to bug you in DM. I would bug Quinny. I would bug people in DMs because I want to know. I want to talk. I want to be part of the community. Yeah. Well, it's part of my personality though, too. Like I want to win and I want to be involved. And it made it feel more than a game. Like it made it feel special in a way mm. to be part of something that only you and a handful of people you may ever meet or talk to will know about, but you're passionate mm. about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think like um, it is really special. I think like with you and there's a few guys who've been on the podcast before, the loyals. Um, yeah. And I'd say people who listen are like, what is this gang? Is this a cult? Can I get in this gang? I don't know. Applications, <laughs> not through me, but like <laughs> these are all very close. And it, it is that type of vibe where it seems very much that you do celebrate each other's wins, take the piss out of each other's losses. And I think like, I don't know about all of you, but I'd say for a large percentage of you, your so rare experience definitely wouldn't be the same, but maybe you wouldn't even be on so rare anymore for a lot of people. I think it's like the community aspect. So that's why I always implore people like, you know, get involved in Twitter, dig around, be annoying, try and make friends and see what happens. And that's why, like, I think the meetup thing, I really want to do it because when I go and do these vlogs and meet people and people meet each other in the flesh, it's mad because there's zero awkwardness, you know, you rock up on your own. You're meeting a bunch of people who you've never met. And all of a sudden you have something to bond over immediately. And you're looking at their lineups and you're like, I remember whenever I I seen Alberto over in Spain, it was like, Oh, you're a bloody Fennard stacker. Get out of here. You know, like you motherfucker every week you're breaking my heart. And ah, it's class. So like, I think um, we've went off from the T's and C's a bit, but I think in general, the, the idea of just what you're saying around community and buying into it's, it's, it's essential. Find little groups, find friends in your area. They're right it, there, like it, they're there. And honestly, don't feel bad about DMing someone. Like odds are, if you DM me on Twitter, I'm probably going to answer. Like I just randomly will have conversation because here in the states, no one talks about soccer, footy. Mm. Like, and I loved you because I'm passionate about it. You know, and it's when going back to like the community, like you're talking about the Royals, John. Like this week was a big week for the Royals. Like we had two podiums, like a number of T0s, T1s, and it was exciting because the videos pop up and you just get really happy because mm. you're part of a team, like obviously, like you say, there's, you know, I'd rather Mike didn't win that T0. I'd rather be Bob. But at the same time, <laughs> you're like, that's awesome. Like it's just, yeah. it, it's really kind of fun. I don't know. I mean, and part of that is on the off chance that you do get to a meetup and you get to meet these people, you have that. Like, and you know, there were questions, like basically all the questions that came up for me to answer were from people that were in the loyals. It's just like goofy mm-hmm. things. And we have stupid conversations and those stupid conversations are just part of like building that community. And mm-hmm. it's made a world of difference because I'll tell you what, when I started, you feel out there kind of in the void. You don't know what to do. You mm-hmm. don't know who to trust. And it's very difficult to find cards and use cards. And I know because I've been here long enough that the communities that I participate with, I have no problem sending, you know, Hoodwink a super rare if he needs help. And we have no problem swapping cards. And it's just, it's different. Like I'm honestly, I have some of my best friends here. I'm probably not going to give them like a $2,000 thing to use randomly. Honestly, mm. but here it's like it's a completely different world because it's not two thousand dollars, John. It's just you know point three ETH. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seven ETH now at this rate, but um, right. So what you're saying is to summarize that the loyals um should be suspended because they're colluding with other users to gain an unfair advantage in the game oh, and marketplace. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Never mind black question. Like the who should, Loyals, who should, out the Royals? who should we kick out the Royals? This guy. So I don't keep uh, quitting that whole mess. You know, they are so. the bloody wolves in sheep's clothing. They're they're oh, they're they're, lamp, they're getting torn into Blackpool, but really, it's the Loyals you want to look out for. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, part of it though, too, right? Is just learning. Like I mm. like I remember Hoodwing came on one of your podcasts like months, months. Yeah, yeah. Early in the process. I was like. This guy knows about Asian football. Like he actually, like I listened to him and he was big on Choi Young, goalkeeper for Daigu. And I bought him and I won in my first tournament with him. And I was like, man, this guy is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And then I watched games with Daigu and all Choi used to do was just scream nonsense and go absolutely apeshit in the back, just yelling at people the entire time. And it's hilarious because I remember messaging him just out of the blue and we were just laughing about it. And like, that's what drew in and got me closer with some of these people. And no one's going, like, if people judge you, so be it. It's the internet. It's like, we don't care. Mm. There's a lot of dicks on the internet. Like, reach out to people. Like, I will respond to your messages. Like, try not to inundate me, but like, I will answer questions. Like, it's not easy to go from limited and move on. Like, there are things that you need to do. Like, there are a lot of people out here willing to help that are not as time-strapped and famous as John Mellons. So. <laughs> I think like, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting primed for these questions because there's so many from your friends. I was looking to see yeah. how I'm taking the piss out of you because oh, it's a nice kind of segue. Yeah. But something I just wanted to mention um, about the community aspect is it's something that I definitely overlook a lot of the time because I'm almost blessed that I've been making content for such a long time that when I go to make my lineups, generally people tell me, or I'll get messages throughout the week where John or ta- people will tag me. And I, it's amazing because it means like someone will tag me that Jonathan David's doubtful because of blah, 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 blah. And I'll know. Or under the video, someone will be like, oh, John, um, Danny Parejo, he's pulled out of training this week. He won't play. But like everyone doesn't have that, you know, everyone doesn't have that. And like, that is a huge leg up. And even like in those groups, a big thing being able to do is just go, hey, uh, guys, what uh, does this team look okay? Mm-hmm. You know, or even a lot of people do that on Twitter and they'll get a bit of response. But if you have three followers on Twitter and you created it last week, you better look up that so rare hashtag and start liking and interacting with other people's stuff because you're not going to get something for nothing. That That's what I do. I so yeah. rare hashtag on all of my stuff. Like, I mean, because you're interviewing me here. I finally have more, I probably, I finally have more followers than people I'm following. So I feel special to that, but you're right. It's, you don't have that. And the thing is you can find that is Mm. really what it comes down to. You know, there were some questions in there uh, that people were asking, like, what would you do if you started? And to me, I've been thinking about this a lot and for all new users and experienced users, like find those content creators that you you know, find you, find Quinny, find Chani, like see who these people are friends with because yeah. you're friends with Hendo. Like there are a lot of common commonalities throughout it. And like, there are some galleries in there that are really set up well, that are good to win. And like, yeah. if you really want to win or trade, like there are accounts to follow. If you're on a budget, so we're on a budget. Like these things are like easy to find if you just spend a little time. And that's what I would do if I was starting now. I would find my content creators, I would look them up on Sower, see who their friends are. Odds are mm. their friends are pretty influential people in the game too. And then you can very easily double check and go look at Sower data and say, hey, this person's pretty good at winning. This person has a good all around approach to the game. Like 
maybe I should ask them some questions. Maybe I should look at some of the people that they're buying. Mm. You know? And it's, there are a lot of things that you can do to get better at this game. And again, it's all about putting in that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, I think, is there anything else I wanted to say to you before we go on? Oh no, something I just wanted to let people know exists because it's really, it's going to be a lot of fun for making content um, on so rare data. So particularly for people who watch like lineup builders, if anyone here doesn't know on my YouTube, I give away any limited cards I win. So what you can now do on so rare data, if you type into the search bar, my name, John Nellis, I'm just going to do it here. Um, and then if you go to lineup builder on my profile now, you can actually build my teams, which is really fun. And you could always do this. It was just a bit more clunky. You had to type names into search bars and stuff. Now you can just go and do it. And if you do it, if I go over to the community building tab on my profile, I can actually see the lineups that and who's built them. So that's really fun. Sorry, I'm burping. That is really fun. But what's even more fun is I can see what the most picked players were. Do you remember the influencers league they did for a while where it was oh, kind yeah. of based off the percentages? It's that yep. type of vibe where I can see, okay, what players are people picking? And then based off that, I'm going to be able to build these community lineups and hopefully win rewards for the people who follow the content. But just yep. check that out. Maybe it's something that doesn't interest people, but it'll be really fun for content going forward. So I wanted to bring it up. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Other than that, do you want to answer some questions? Cause there's a good few of them. Yeah. And, and one thing, like I spent a lot of time in limiteds, like simply Alex, great. So look at limiteds. Like if you have the mm -hmm. money and you want to put it into limiteds, the best limited player in the game, I believe he's German. His name is Sneeg and like S N I E G. Like, he has his own Twitch account and everything, and he is incredible. One of the highest scorers that we've ever had, like well over 500. This guy just wins consistently. So if you want to learn how to win, go back and look at some of his lineups. You'll see what the price is to actually win. You make a decision for yourself. Like, how do I do this? Can I do this? Jeez, yeah, so, I've just looked at him. S-N-I-E-G, he's an account here. Yep. I assume he's French based on his, his, his banner. French. But his German, Hall of Fame. I'm from America, John. Like, we don't know anything. Like, it's Europe to us. Yeah, something weird. <laughs> I always think of that in Anchorman. But it's like, he said, I don't even know what he was saying, but I always find that so funny because of just how racist it is. He's like, your man champ. And it's like, I was with a Pomeranian once. And he's like, or something. He's like, I don't know, Asian, Colombian, something weird. <laughs> Anchorman, great. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets me going. I love this. Um, so, he yeah, looking at his Hall of Fame, Mbappe, Gil, Tadic, Haaland. Yeah, like this guy has the guys, and he right. he knows how to use them. Obviously, yeah. Um, Courtois, he has him up for two ETH. Oh, he is the like he's the one of one, not one of one. It's like sixty five a thousand, but it's a game week two hundred edition. Um. Yeah. Anyway, look, let's go answer some questions. So, Absolutely. there's a lot of them here. Um. Obviously, there is a lot of like in jokey stuff. So we'll try and bang a few of them out first because obviously a lot of people don't have a clue, but you need to give them their answers. Nutty said, if you had to choose between letting your mate two bob manage your gallery for a month, give him free reign on sales and purchases, or letting the handsome bastard M Pen 10 take your missus out for dinner, which one are you picking and why? And if anyone watched the the show me the ETH thing I did on YouTube, M Pen 10 is the guy who never stops walking, and two bob is the guy with the beard. Um, so they're all part of this crew, the loyal crew. Um, so yeah, you let them take your miss out for dinner. I mean, this guy's like an ASOS model. Oh yeah, he is. Uh, but you know what? I don't know. My wife tells me that I'm pretty, which is, I mean, you're looking at me now. It's obviously not I, true. I think your beautiful eyes, up. very deep I, eyes. I could get lost in those. There you go. It's the Portuguese side. 
But <laughs> no, I, I, I trust my wife, man. Like, honestly, love to Bob. He entertains the hell out of me. But this gallery would be wiped because it would last for maybe five days. It would get completely turned over. Yeah, like, he I turns over to, a lot. Oh, man. Like, if I want to get out, then I will have Chubob manage my account and just load up Eastland. Don't like, say that, that too light. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sharing my account with anyone. But you cannot manage other people's oh. accounts. Chubob, <laughs> tell me what to do if I want to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, no, it, guys are good. I mean, my wife, she's got taste, she's got class. She might like my, she likes me better. Coltree wants to know five different ways of saying chewing gum. Oh, God. You know, seriously, huh, I sold T3 Limited the other day for 79 cents American. I said, that's not even worth a stick of gum. And they just all got on me. It's like, it's chuddy, it's chewy. And correct me if I'm wrong, like, I don't know all the other stuff, but what they really wanted to say is like, Tubob told me that some places they call it spunk. Is that true, John? Like, is oh, yeah. Spunk? He loves like, chewing a bit of spunk. Seriously. So, like, if you swallow, so, so news to everyone out there, if you swallow spunk, it'll be in you for seven years. And like, maybe that doesn't make anybody else laugh, but the immature side of me really makes this. me laugh. I can't do this. <laughs> God, you definitely uh, fell for that first time round. Oh, man. <laughs> God. Right. Move, move it on. Move it on. Um, we'll go for a serious one between all these. So Rob Marshall wants to know, what's the key to all your so rare mega wins? How do you use the bonuses? So obviously you've got some of the best players. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ooh, calm down. Compose yourself, Nellis. Um, um, do you use the gloves and boots and all the malarkey like that? Do you, oh, play, do. It, you play it like a game and you play it hard? Listen, like... So the easiest thing to win is mega three. What I mean easiest is there's fewer variables. Like you only need three guys to go nuts. Like three and five, much easier to win than eight and 11. Those of you that win eight and 11, more power to you. But three, I put my best players. Like the team that has won the most, Enzo Fernandez, Carlos Hill, Killian Mbappe. Odds are they're all going to hit over 85 anyway. I use my boots. I use my gloves. Like I've spent on limit on legendary stuff that's on the site and they give me four to five points more every single week. And I mean, I've had multiple perfect scores in the solar mega three. I think I've won it four or five times. And every time that I've won it, I get like a rare goalkeeper or mm. something like that. Or I come in second, I get an Enzo Fernandez. Like you can generate a lot. So even if I'm not playing well, SO5 wise, I just didn't put the right guys together. I only have to get three rights and it's continually producing rewards for me. And so mm. to me, you know, play it, put the time in. Like I know the boots and, you know, the kits and all that stuff is annoying, but it's well worth it if you are willing to take the time. Because again, you know, I've won multiple rare goalies that has now turned into Sebastian Juicy turned into Carlos heel, like selling those for 0.4 pop is incredible. It's just money that's coming mm. in and you're using your cards. So I recommend to everybody like use those things, you know, on my top end playmakers, like I want entries into the box. I want shots on target bonuses. You know, I want decisive actions. Like I want all of those things on my best players. And then mm. I look for the right stuff to put on my keepers and defenders based on what they do. Wingbacks, you put different equipment on versus center backs, all that kind mm. of stuff. So 
again, I spend way too much time doing it, but I think that the results kind of show for themselves. I'm sitting in here now. I can't even host a podcast anymore. I'm clicking around trying to work out what I need to put on <laughs> Kelly Mbappe this week. Right. Um, but yeah, mega. Like, I mean, it is, I think, I think like the shop put a lot of people off almost because of the complexity when it first came out. It was very exciting, but then yep. trying to work a lot of it out. I do think like a lot of the, the steam they had and people constantly entering kind of slowed up a bit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more engagement than ever, but I feel like it kind of overwhelmed a few people. Um, I think I always kind of look at, Mega and, and and so rare data's leagues very secondary and I've never missed my lineups but sometimes I'll forget them. Yeah, well, I mean, as Nan, oh. Nanzo said a couple of weeks ago, like, do you want to win or are you worried about your time? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, and you know, I mean, so rare mega was nice enough. They actually tweeted me out like when I had a perfect score and like I've done that multiple times. It's just really cool to mm. get in there with it. And I mean, it's nice of them to acknowledge it. I mean. When you actually go to their page, their login page, they have a big picture of Erling Holland in there, and it's the five of one thousand limited card. And that's mine too. I fully expect royalties that they're making to come to me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My card, and they did not get my approval for that. So just <laughs> give me some free epic stuff on the right? site. <laughs> right? Am I asking too much? I don't think you are. Right? Um, Neither am I. So, so rare value Vaqueros FC. Looking forward to this one, guys. Be good to get the big man's thoughts on whether he thinks the rare, the, as or as we find out, the little man's thoughts on whether he thinks the so rare so five divisions will become <laughs> the, the the small pretty guy's thoughts on whether he thinks the so rare so five divisions will become more competitive in 22-23, Given managers now have more experience the scoring more aware of stacking and so on. And obviously there'd be more people as well. So is it just going to get more and more competitive? Well, I mean, it's like anything, it's a competition. The more people they're in, the harder it is to win. Mm. You know, it's, it's not easy. You know, a, a buddy of mine scored over 500. He came in fourth. That's absurd. Like that's disgusting. And I mean, but that's the game. It's not easy. Like if you expect to win with 350, you've got another thing coming for you. Like times have, fundamentally changed my first win i think i scored like 352 mm. 352 now gets me like a t3 if i'm lucky mm. you know so it does get harder i mean the more players that come out the better it is but you also look at when it comes to supply it's not like they're printing a thousand killian Mbappes. you know they're still in the hands of very few percentage-wise people on the actual system itself you know and yeah people i mean John, you and I love Erling Holland. We have his card, but I mean, we talk about Holland, we talk about Vlavic, like they're not great SO5. Scores. Well, that's that's a question. The MLS card guy said, Why do you have Holland in your training teams most weeks? Yeah. Is the Norwegian god of soccer not the correction? The Norwegian god of football, you should have said, not good <laughs> enough for you. Uh, the answer is no. Like, again, I'm playing to win and mm. I love him. It was my favorite purchase. Like, my wife calls him the Viking. And we cheer for him like all the time. And we watch all of his matches, but from an AA perspective, you need that to go in there to win. And when you're in limited, mm. like it's great that he can score 75 when he nets two goals. That is not winning anything there. You know, I need 90 from all of yeah. my guys to win. And it's just how the game has come to you. So yes, the game is going to get hard. You're going to get higher scores. You know, I don't know that it's, it all comes down to like how the teams are constructed. You know, Ajax can put up 500 any single week. So can Bayern. You know, the question is, when are you playing against them? You know, when you hit 430 and you're playing against a whole bunch of Bayern stacks at 520, like you're going to get a T2. 
And that's disappointing, but every week is different. You know, it just because they hit it once doesn't mean they hit it every week. Quite honestly, they miss a fair amount of times. So we tend to complain about when things don't go our way. We don't ever talk about how lucky we are when Opta shifts somebody down six point places and you get a T1 instead of a T2. Like we don't ever talk about what's good. You know, Opta is like the devil, evidently. But I mean, I agree with that. But at the same time, like we only look at our losses. We don't actually focus on our wins. And I think I try to be as positive as possible with it. But, you know, it's just part of the game. And honestly, it's about the fun for me, which is Mm. why I play this game. That's like just typical human psychology where we focus. I don't know. Did I hear in a podcast last week? It's like nine times more something science says. We're focused on losses like nine times more than we do on our wins. So you win something and you're all happy. But if you were to lose that same amount, you'd like be nine times more affected by it. And it's the exact same. Like whenever you lose a few points on Opti, you're absolutely devastated. When you gain a couple, you're like, oh, that's nice. You know, I I don't know. Oh, yay. Unless it maybe propels you into first, then maybe you jump for the... Yeah. The roof, well, and it's like you look at your lineup and you say, huh, you know, because I, I remember I bought a killing Mbappe and it was like the week after I won Vinny Jr. And I said to myself, man, I know I should start Vinny Jr. here, but I just spent like three grand on a limited killing Mbappe because I'm insane. And so I'm like, I have to play killing Mbappe. And then I look back at the scores I'm like, well, if I played Vinny Jr., I would have won an Erling Holland because I would have won the U23. And like <laughs> Mbappe had like one of his games, he scored 40. But like when you do that, you're only sabotaging yourself. Like yeah. we can all do that. Like what ifs don't matter. Like what actually happens, what you focus on. And now I get the excitement of getting the rewards, but I move on to the next week. And I'm always focusing on it before because I don't assume anything is in stone. And yeah. the fun in competition is what I really like. I, I love posting my wins on Twitter and I just tend to post my wins. And I know that McBride is probably going to be the first person to like him because he is reliable. And it's just... It, it's it's a good feeling man it's like a little endorphin kick and it just it feels good to get all those likes come through and you look at your twitter engagement and it's i don't know maybe i've been trapped in my house too long because of covid but it feels good to at least kind of interact you know yeah yeah, yeah. well we'll know you're putting a lot of work in and you're very passionate about a topic so whenever people bite or start sort of giving you a bit back it's obviously a buzz that's why yep. sort of I've kept doing Twitter for so long, but go yeah. and check out Bob Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N 20 on Twitter. Go and give him some, some follows and likes. <laughs> um, Potter says, great guest. How has your strategy evolved since you first joined? Also, do you see Sora as more of a fun game hobby or do you see it mainly as a platform to make money? Uh, it's a fun game hobby for me. It's a fun game hobby that makes me money. It's a fun game hobby that you get your fun from winning from. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's the competition. Like it, it's honestly the competition. Like I have this income. I've been working for a long time and I have this money that I put in there. Like I have not mm-hmm. taken a dime out of the system. So for me, it's just generating more and more fun as we go through At some point I will, you know, when my missus says, you know what, I want to go to Hawaii for vacation. I'm like, okay, who are we selling? Mm-hmm. But until that happens, we're just going to continue to have a grand old time with it. And hmm. I mean, my strategy, I've still limited focus. Like I have, you look at my gallery and it's super rares and rares for the summertime. And those are the divisions. Those are the leagues that I'm most familiar with. I'm a, I'm from the States. Like I watch MLS. Like I know who the great players are. I know who to put together and the matchups. So it has shifted in that manner. I went from D5 limited to D3 first job. Like I bought a Peruvian stack from Universitario and then Uriti, their best forward, 
tore his ACL and the entire team was like, oh, let's not play football anymore. And it's crazy. You watch some of those games, it looks like like a random field just on the side mm-hmm. of the street. And it's, it's really weird. But those teams now are essentially dead. I mean, and that gets me to, I made a trade, John. Oh, you want to talk about bad trades? With Call Me Coots, <laughs> good man, good man. I traded him for a Carvalho, who's one of our Sotario's goaltender, uh, for uh, Federico Alonso, who is their starting central back, uh, and Andy Poyo, who is their starting forward. All superstars. I'm like, mm. this is great. I'm going to make a full run at this. And what did I trade him? I traded him a rare Hulk and a rare Enzo Fernandez. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? And so oh. whenever Coops posts that on, posts his lineup, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm dying a little bit on the inside. Every oh. single time. Now I'm just like, I need to buy those guys back. <laughs> but I can't sell these guys that I traded for. That so, is what, disgusting. Yeah, not ideal, man. Not ideal. I'm trying to scroll through your transaction history to find that just to kind of... Oh, it, was, it was months ago. It was a it long was, time ago. Just to get a, a bit of a visual on it, just to make it... Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Just, it burnt a um, little bit. Yeah. But, like, listen, like, they, like, that trade, it got me a podium. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. Take my wins with my wins. But looking back on it, I'm just like, huh. Oh, God. Like, I, I would have been... Like, my ideal team, like, if I didn't make that trade, I would have my full limited team in rare right now, which is Armani, David mm-hmm. Martinez, Carlos Hill, Enzo Fernandez, and Hulk. And I would just rip apart All-Star all summer. And again, hindsight's 2020. Stupid trades are stupid, but you never know they're going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, good intentions. No. Like, sometimes like, things don't work out. What are you going to do? Like, you move on. I can be upset about it. Whatever. I'm just going to keep winning. And at some point, maybe I buy him back. You know, it, yeah. as long as Hulk isn't having any more babies with wife's nieces, like, I'll be okay. So. Oh God, yeah. Um, we we leave that to Mortz. That's what he does. Right. Uh, <laughs> Kevin T says, "If you started the day, what would you do differently uh, to how you started and why?" Um, kind of covered a lot about your strategy, but is there anything like in a nutshell? If there's anyone to add, like, is there anything that you would just point blank do differently? Yeah, I mean, it's take your time. Take your time. You know, same as always. Don't I, just I, go I, and scatter gun. Yeah, well, that's what I did. Like, I went in, I was like, I want to compete. I want to play right away. And I bought a team. It was all J-League guys last year. And I won a T3 in my first go-round. And I I was hooked at that point. But I didn't win again for months. Mm. And I wish I had taken time to figure these things out. I wish I had gone into your gallery, John, looked at who you're following, looked at some of the bigger accounts that win and Knowing so rare data now, you can actually find a lot of those accounts. Who are people following? And get an idea of how to build a proper gallery. You know, and with that though, is ask yourself, what do you want to do? Me, I'm competitive. Like I want to win. Mm. A large number of people want to trade and want to work their way up. So they're two completely different mindsets. And for me, you really need to focus on one of them. Like, don't try yeah. to do both simultaneously because they both take effort and time and planning. And so focus yourself on them. And this goes along with, mm. like, baseball. I'm, I'm from the States. Like, I love baseball, but I'm not going to play baseball because I don't have the bandwidth to fully invest and do well in baseball as I do with football. And so I've made those decisions. And I've learned this over time. Like, I try to do everything at once and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to ask you a couple of a couple of firsts questions. Okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you first off, and these are these are kind of snap answers. All right, so. Yeah. And say this from your heart, not from a joke, because it'll be quite nice if you say it meaningfully. And it'll also hurt a lot of people, which is funny. You if know, you make it to the meetup on the 5th of August in London, yeah. who is the first person you're going to walk over and hug? Oh, man. From the loyals. I'll take myself out. The obvious answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> From the loyals, who's the first one you're going to hug? I mean, it, I, it, it's... Uh, Hoodwink got me in. Hoodwink hooked me up with all of these people. And so I, these guys are great. I talk to them every day. I probably talk to them just as much as I talk to the team I direct for actual work, you know, and I have no problem in the middle of a meeting, just answering a question or typing in a snappy comments, but Hoodwink brought me in and Hoodwink really helped me get established in here and gave me the credit to bring in and the guys accepted me and it was Mm. incredible, you know, and I don't think that pretty bastard Mike is going to be there or else I go home and probably kiss him too, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of hoodwink, he did have a question for you. I'll yeah. come back to the other the other first shortly. But who would be in your U.S. men's national team SO five stack for the World Cup? And what's mm. your favorite Scottish word that the loyals have taught you? Ah, so SO five team. I mean, it's Matt Turner and goal. It's Jesus Ferrer up top. Defense. I mean, the most reliable person in the world. He has not been playing well. That's more a Nashville kind of setup. They've had probably their goalies been making mistakes and Zimmerman has not been pushing up and getting involved on the offensive side of things, getting those kind of diet Meccano and timber cheap passes into the final third that just boosts their scores. He's just not doing that as much this year. So go with those three and then midfield becomes the question. Like I would love Brandon Aaron from Aronson to get that role. He is more dynamic from an SO5 perspective, but no one else really scores well. Mm-hmm. from that midfield or from that team. So, I mean, I probably throw a chance out there at Tim Leia. He scored last night. He's playing well. He's, he is playing well. He scored two the other day and specialist limited because the scores were so low and he's been in good form. But honestly, good form now in June is not going to be close to the same in December or November. Mm-hmm. So he's probably the guy I'm going to go with, but he, I do not trust him. Like at one mm-hmm. point, John, I had a, I used Eunice Musa and Tyler Adams in like a U23 stack. And I think combined, they scored me like 50 points. And it was just not a good showing all around. They just don't do a lot. They're vital for the team, but they don't do a lot of finals. So that's my U.S. stack. And my favorite word, I say it all the time, is cockwomble. Cockwomble, when you're slagging someone. Oh, man. And I've... Yeah, I <laughs> said that to my wife the other day. She was not pleased. She's like, what does that mean? It better not be bad. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll cook dinner, sweetheart. Well, if any, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack that word. If any of you cockwombles out there haven't left me a review, <laughs> go and leave me a fucking review. <laughs> Apple or Spotify, please do it. I don't I do badger you probably every week, actually. Um, and the other first question, where on earth was it? Ah, come on. There was a first. Oh, yeah. Which match will be the first you'll ever attend? And will SoRare play any part in that decision? Now, that's from SoRare in the States. Now, it is hard, I suppose, because if you were to come to London, you know, it might be there out of happenstance. You don't know what one you could take us to, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you can't really choose. But let's yep. pretend you get to pick the first match you get to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, would it have, would SoRare play a part? I imagine it would. And where would it be? Uh, I mean, first match. So, I'm Portuguese. Like, I have to see Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Okay. That means so you're going to United. Yeah, I'm going to United, but I don't like United in any way, shape, or form. So I'm probably going to want to see Chelsea play against them or Man City. Like honestly, mm. it would probably. I'd love to see a Man City Man United game because. I'm going to take that risk that Holland and Mbappe and Julian Alvarez are all together and they're all going to score hundred points because they're playing against United and Harry Maguire. What's he going to do? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably the match that I would like to go see. And obviously it's probably going to cost me a Kylian Mbappe limited to actually get in and get seats, but Hey, sacrifices. Mm. <laughs> so, I think that's about it in terms of questions. We have an interesting one, actually, when we go on to the 137 game this week. I didn't brief you. Um, but So you're going to get to pick as many players as you want. But what actually worked out a dream last week was Alex the Bastard nearly nailed it. With four <laughs> players, he was four points off. So oh, Kose Tani shot a 16. Yep. Tony Cruz hit a 73. Kamavinga <laughs> hit a 26. And Wesley hit a 26. He hit 141 points which is 46 quid to charity, meaning adding on the 48 from the previous couple of weeks, I currently owe 94 quid to charity, which is an outstanding effort from four players. So maybe we've unlocked a new meta. Just pick <laughs> four guys and hope three of them are substitutes and one of them does okay. But it's up to you what you do. It's up to you what you do, Bob. Yeah, I'm going to go with my guys. I'm going to stick to the two. I'm going to go with my guys and... These guys, like I'm putting in the get together team, there's not a lot of guys playing this weekend, is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. So I'm going with Miguel Torren, center back down in Argentinos Juniors. Miguel who? Torren, T O R R E N. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with Nacho Fernandez at Monero. Nacho Fernandez. Yeah. So they both are pretty good AA guys. And there is a possibility that even without a decisive, they could be up there. And I'm going to say this now, John, that whatever the total is after this week's Euro 94 quid, uh, whatever the total is after mine, I'm going to match that for you. I'm going to kick that over to you, okay? Oh, you're some man. Bob, what Ah. a gesture. Fair play. John, I'm old. John, I'm an old man. Like, I have to spend my money somewhere, and I haven't been able to go anywhere. So, so you're so shooting for 200 points and hoping you don't have to give in to charity. That's the uh, game. Pick no, another like, four no, players, I'm, Bob. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm matched. Even if I hit 200, I'm still matching your 94 quick. So. Ah, you're some man. You're some man. Pick another three players so we're capped at 94. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, that's amazing. Like, thanks very much. That's an amazing gesture. Fair play to you. So, uh, yeah, well, then we wrap up that after, after this week. Uh, once we have the totals, I'll, I'll contact you and we'll square it off there um, and start the next run on total. But, um, Bob, it's been an absolute pleasure. People can find you at Bob Flynn. Was it at Bob Flynn 20 from memory? Memory. You got it. Yep. And anywhere else you want to be found, anything else you want to plug? That's it, man. Twitter is where I live. Cool. Well, look, hopefully I get to meet you in person. Um, hopefully a lot of the people listening get to meet you in person. And if not this time, we will next time, I'm sure. But um, look, thanks a million for coming on. And um, we'll chat again soon. Thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Go and find Bob on Twitter at Bob Flynn 20. You can find me at John Ellis underscore. Subscribe and please do leave a review on Apple or Spotify. I promise it'll take you like 10 seconds. And hopefully we'll see you at the event on the 5th of August.